Hello. Welcome to Left and Correct. The only podcast where both of us are left. But only one of us is correct. Uh, hello, shooting today live from the beautiful Fire Island. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you. Both of us are in different locations today. Zach is on Fire Island. I'm in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, normally I would be in my bedroom. Uh, but I paid for a vacation a year ago. And even though I'm unemployed, uh, my money was still good because it was paid a year ago. <laughs> I don't know how you good. describe that. Um, yeah. Very nice out here. I highly recommend everyone do it. You know, Adrian, oh. I think someday you got to do it. You got to do it. I got to do it. I've never been out to Fire Island. Oh, ever? Never. Oh, it's beautiful. No. I know. For those who, for those who don't know, it's uh, a, a sandbar off of Long Island uh, in New York. It's very beautiful. Uh, a few little towns scattered on it. But what makes it so cool uh, is that there's no cars on the island. Um, oh. There's not even any roads, like the town I'm staying in right now, the Pines, has like this little dirt road that runs along it. So like, you know, there's a Jeep here and there, um, but most of it's park rangers, um, and they drive on the beach because the whole thing is a national seashore. Um, so yeah, everything has to come to the island via boat. Uh, That's and you have, Yeah, and you have to carry everything to your house or your hotel room that you're staying at and everywhere you walk you're on like these raised boardwalks so it's kind of like being in that movie that kevin costner movie Waterworld, you know oh like, yeah you're always like two feet up from the ground and all around you are just plants and trees and tick covered deer you know so yeah. do people live there year round no uh, maybe one or two people but the, uh, all the houses are like boarded up for the winter and the ferry service stops. Uh -huh. So there's a bridge on the westernmost side of the island, like way far down. And the few people that live here get permits to drive their like trucks on the beach. So uh -huh. they, they live in like a real life version of The Shining. I mean, it would be terrible, I wow. think, to be out here because each little town has, you know, like a hundred houses. And they're all boarded up and covered in ice and like yeah it would be like the, have you seen the movie uh the lighthouse yes i did It'd just see like that recently that. isn't it great i love that movie i, was I love that, that movie. movie and uh uh same director as the witch yes perfect so director another, yes one of uh one of uh zach and myself well uh, 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 we, we share that our love of that movie but uh yeah with Lim Defoe's character in the lighthouse I'm like that's who I want to be when I grow up <laughs> <laughs> just like this scraggly old man in a in a lighthouse you like that poor guy was so miserable I know well you no know, he tried to make the best of it and <laughs> drinking gin he and did talking, talking about whatever the hell and like did you know that that movie was was supposed to be um, Prometheus and I think Proteus living together? Oh, yeah, okay. that's what it's all okay. based on. I think okay. the younger guy is Prometheus. Um, yeah, 
That, okay. That's why they eat his liver at the end. Okay. Sorry, spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. spoilers. Oh, well, I, <laughs> my location changes because uh, the bed, my, where I usually record the bedroom is close, to, is the window is close to the street. And it's really loud outside, very, very loud. And it woke me up at two o'clock in the morning, just really loud music and partying happening. So I woke up at really? 2 a.m. Yeah, and I couldn't fall back to sleep. And so I was just like, then I like, went into the living room and I was just like, oh, I guess, you know, I like flossed my teeth and like watching the news. And then you all of a sudden around teeth? five, no, floss my teeth. Oh. I lost, <laughs> I lost like, my teeth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you need to get out of that. quarantine, Adrian. I lost my teeth. No, floss <laughs> my teeth. And then around five o'clock in the morning, the lights went out. The power went out. I heard you all losing power. Yeah. And so the power goes out in the apartment. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because, you know, oftentimes when New York City loses electricity, it can either be, like, very quickly or can last days. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, we have, like, a fridge full of food. I'm worried about my fish. And then I, like, you know, it's, everything is very, very quiet. But then all of a sudden you hear from outside, like the people who are outside making noise. Now it's become this like, <laughs> like this kind of like weird caterwauling and everything is dark. And I was like, oh, okay. And then on Twitter, it just looked like, oh, there's blackout in Harlem. There's a blackout in the Upper West Side. And as soon as I saw Upper West Side, I was like, this probably won't last long because all those rich people are going to be like, this is not acceptable. And about like 25 minutes later, the lights came back on. So, wow, wow. Well, that's great. Very, I mean, we've been fine. We've been very, fine out here. Very stressful morning. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. How was the storm? It was very nice out here. Oh, I mean, the storm wasn't terrible. I mean, it was bad, like lots of trees and branches and stuff, but it wasn't. At, that's the weird part with this, with that blackout this morning i don't know what caused it because there was no storm there was no gusts of wind or anything everything was chill and then next thing you know boom. yeah um well speaking of lights going out the lights i don't know if you've heard the lights have gone out on the largest uh, remaining ice sheet in canada it's gone what yeah you did not hear this in the news oh. today, um, yeah, the biggest ice sheet that still lasted in Canada, the last Arctic ice sheet, is completely gone now. It uh, fell apart yesterday, um, oh. and it was the size of Manhattan, and uh, it is no more. It uh, fell into the ocean uh, and uh, melted away. So there's some news there. <laughs> well, then. Um, oh, that, that <laughs> doesn't bode well. That's oh, I thought you would have heard of it. I'm sorry. I saw it all over the no, news. I thought... No, 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 no. <laughs> that's a bummer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So global warming is on track. The percentages are up for global warming as our right. president would say. It's like, meanwhile, while everything's happening in this hellscape of 2020, the earth is literally dying. You know, I mean, yeah. but like the 
planet itself, the planet will be fine. Our existence, on the other hand, doesn't bode so well, right? It, you know, yeah. you watch any any documentary about the Earth, it, it, it ebbs and flows with water. And Do you think as the Earth gets destroyed, we'll be safer in New York or one of the first ones to go? Well, I think we, we live uptown. If we lived below Canal Street, we would definitely be screwed. Um, and other areas of like Queens and stuff. Like remember with Sandy, the Superstorm Sandy, there was so much damage and it wasn't even that bad. I mean, it was bad, but you know, in terms of, it wasn't a hurricane, it wasn't like a level five or whatever the hell it was. Um, so I don't know, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it'll be, uh, and a lot of lower Manhattan is landfill not even yeah. land. Um, yeah. Does that mean it's all going to fall apart? Like we're going to see like uh, garbage from the 1720s like breaking up and floating down the river? Why would that happen? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, of the water that. rising? I don't know. No, I think the water will rise. We'll probably see like Battery Park will probably, it, ooh, it could probably end up being something like when you go to the aquarium and like you, you're right up there and the water's above you and then the seal comes up and like looks at you and swims away. Something <laughs> like that. But, I mean, this is Manhattan. People will do whatever they can to protect this island and to have real estate on it. But that's what I was thinking, of, like, are, would we be saved because, you know, the 1% is going to jump in and save us first more than anybody else? True. That is possible. I mean, we being, uh, like, further uptown, we're, we're safer because of elevation. But the rich people, I don't, I've been seeing tweets and reading things, not really paying attention to it, about rich people leaving New York City or saying they don't want to come back because they have to pay more taxes and all this sort of like what are we gonna do as if like it's an actual problem if rich people were to leave instead of it actually being an like an equitable space for actual human beings who could benefit from living in a major metropolitan area instead of it just being a, a an empty pied-à-terre for 18 months out of well, two years yeah what did they say it was something like forty thousand ultra wealthy families had left the city or something 40,000 people yeah. within the the top 5% had left the family or left the city i mean they do barely pay taxes and whatever but i always, i often wonder like doesn't does having them around immediately mean that they feed into local services in some way with their special rich lives but not really it's all just it, it's all <sighs> I mean, you know, conservatives and people who are into, like, you know, right-wing economics and stuff, they obsess with the idea of the billionaires leaving, the rich people leaving. You have to attract wealth. You have to attract them there. I mean, it's it's nonsense because, the, you know, the idea of, like, trickle-down economics clearly does not work. It's not, it, it's not a model that actually it can really exist in reality. But on the other hand, uh, I've been up since 2 a.m. Wait, I forgot. Oh, no. Wait, you, you, you were so, so, so uh, rich people. Oh, but like now that jobs, now that like 
with this pandemic has proved like people can work from home. So does even living in New York City make sense? You can right. teleport or telecommute from, you know, Greenwich, Connecticut, if you're like a uber like millionaire, why live in the Upper East Side or And anyone who codes America? anyone who codes anything can work from literally anywhere. You know, that's been true right. for 10, 15 years now, yeah. you know, Google has been work from home pretty much since the pandemic started. And uh, I was reading that that's also a big concern for the city because they had just invested something like $2.1 billion into renovating that little strip uh, of Manhattan and Chelsea, the whole uh, yeah. Chelsea market area. And it's like, well, if they're going to have their workforce 90% working from home, are they going to keep investing in gigantic offices in exactly. Chelsea? Exactly. Like, what's the point you know, of that sort of thing. space? Or even yeah, that sort of friggin' Hudson Yards. Think about Hudson Yards, like the years and the, the, the fights and the contracts and the, the dirty dealings to get that awful place built. And <laughs> all of it, like all of it, you know, where it's like, we're going to have this big, fancy luxury shopping mall. And like, uh, Neiman Marcus is going to be the flagship of it and all this stuff. And it, boom, pandemic, Neiman Marcus is bankrupt. They're leaving. Who the hell is going to want to go there anyway? It's just like, who is this for? There's not even the, the whole thing. I could go on and on about uh, Hudson Yards and how much I hate it. And what it I didn't know that was one of your pet peeves, Hudson oh, Yards. Oh, I hate Hudson Yards. I hate everything about it. Like, the buildings are literally designed to look like shards of glass. What does that say about a society? That, like, this is the aesthetic, <laughs> like, this is what we're saying for the 21st century. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like the Beaux-Arts buildings in the Upper East Side, uh, Upper West Side, or, you know, these little, like, federal-style, like, you know, three-story homes in the village where you're like, oh, this is quaint. These used to be carriage houses. No, it's just shards of glass, like, totally soulless and lacking personality. Well, when you walk around people. there, it's soulless too. It's like you're in yeah. a, it's like you're in a concrete cavern. You don't see yeah. the sun. You know, no. it's it's not a pleasant experience. It's not like they turned it into like some sort of green oasis or something in those streets. Right. You and know? I will say, like Battery Park City is really pretty. Like what they did with that area, the little walkways along the water, but with Hudson Yards and then the the vessel. This is like this metal rib cage of of nothingness where you just for the purpose to put on Instagram like it's not even like this is art it was all of it was just designed to tag it to, uh, to tie into Instagram so you know guys on Twitter can bring our guys on Tinder can their dates over there and be like yeah I like to work <laughs> at Hudson Yards and like you know yeah I like to work out you know what do you do I like a fashion oh that's big awesome you know so it's like I hate that I, I hate everything about that so, but now it's like, it's a total failure in like, in light of coronavirus. So what is going to happen with that space? What's going to happen with Google? What's going to happen to all of these in industries that you yeah. need to be I mean, in look, an office? I hate, I hate rich people as much as any uh, good leftist. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think there might be something to New York City being massively harmed by 
people yeah. like that leaving if especially if they take all their businesses out because i mean honestly what is a city like you know i grew up near detroit when i was a little kid and detroit used to be this bustling city of something like two million people you know uh huge driver of industry and commerce you know for the whole country politically very important you know kept michigan blue all that stuff and you know they decided to basically let it be destroyed by letting all the factories go away you know in nafta yeah. and the city's never revived and it's like you know people always bemoan and they say it's so sad but it's like well, what is a city like does a city have to exist and i think the answer is no like if there's not an engine there for someone to be working at there's really no reason for everything peripheral to come off of it because there was the factories they assembled the cars you know here it's entertainment you know with tourism broadway okay well we it's, can't do broadway anymore and it's wall street yeah, and but what's really weird is like wall street also doesn't have to be there like they just choose to be in that space but well, if they really thought about there. it, they could all be everywhere, you know? But obviously, the stock market hasn't, you know, been able to continue during this time. I mean, the, well, history, yeah. like New York, I mean, the history of, you know, particularly European colonized New York has existed for a little over 400 years. Mm -hmm. It will survive. How it survives is yet to be seen. Um because that's just the nature of New York. Like, I, it's always been that way. Like, people come to New York to make their fortune, change their life, start anew. I agree you with know? you, but like, it's not a harbor town anymore. Like, it no, used to be no, shipping. No, but, you know? it, but I mean, it hasn't been for a while. But it certainly right. isn't the way it was in the 1990s when it was basically bankrupt and they pulled back from that, like, on the brink of that. Um, but how I, I think the biggest problem is the real estate of like commercial real estate, essentially, especially is too friggin' high. Like in terms of like when we get out of this, so many businesses, I mean, you know, all of our improv rehearsal spaces and theaters and stuff, they're like I, the ones that haven't closed up shop yet. I can't, I, I can't see them lasting that much longer unless they've got money. I don't know about because right. it's like, how can, because the rent is just too goddamn high. But even then, if they go away, who's filling that space? Cause it's, right. you know, but this is before the pandemic. If you walk down Broadway, if you walk down Bleecker street, Madison Avenue, fifth Avenue, the majority of the stores were already boarded up, you know, and it's, and it's not like, yeah, Louis Vuitton can move in, but, they don't even want to pay that much money. And like, who's going to a Louis Vuitton on 79th and Broadway when there's one just right down there and there's another one, you know? So it's how commercial real estate like totally got way out of control and just insane. Like it, they'd rather keep it empty than lower these rents and have it be mom and pop shops or, yeah. you know, new entrepreneurs and stuff like that it's a really shitty problem and that's something about sorry i'm rambling about new no york that's city. okay I, I love new york i love new york city so much i love new york character, like i love new york except when they play <laughs> music outside but like, one of the defining characters but like the defining characteristics about neighborhoods 
is like what makes them unique to one another. But when yeah. it's just Chase Bank and Dwayne Reed and CBS and Chipotle, what is New York? You know. Well, and, that, and that that I guess you would call it. I mean, it's not even gentrifying. It's like right uh, box boxifying. That started when you and I moved here. You know, every yeah, neighborhood used to have. I mean, there used to be like where I used to hang out in Chelsea. There were like eight hardware stores within like a 10 yeah. block radius and you know so many more restaurants so many more bars and you know you just like people i'm not talking like we're in beauty and the beast and everyone's saying hello to each other but like you know you actually could get to know people who worked in small businesses back then I and as we six eggs oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there oh. goes adrian um oh. so with her what was what's the line with her bread like always no anyways um anyways uh the song you're recording i don't know uh but you know we saw it become chain stores and new york resisted that yeah. a lot but it still kept happening especially with banks like you were saying like everything closed down in a block and it just became this giant bank you know it's like okay i guess yeah. i can go to the atm anytime i want but what am i going to spend my money on nothing right. nothing right so yeah, like it's, it's like without localization, uh, an area doesn't really need to exist. And I wonder if like, you know, a social distance universe that continues on will change the fundamental nature of New York City in itself. I mean, obviously these millions of people would have to live somewhere, but right. if 35% of them leave, what, it, what does that mean for a city even like providing services? Is it gonna go back to the 1970s where people are getting shot in the street every day? Because they just don't provide any services. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. But you know what we do know is that uh, uh, your favorite uh, your favorite uh, stud, Governor Cuomo, is opening up the schools. Oh yeah, my my. my You've always stud. had a crush on Cuomo, right? Oh, We're just saying he. No, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Oh, Chris Cuomo was the one you had a crush on. I see. Well, what was it? Uh, what was it? So, to, to, uh, the other day, I was watching Chris Cuomo, as I do, and they always, all these, all these talk shows at night, they always do like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pontificate now to close it out. But he was talking about, he was like, my birthday is Sunday. And I'm like, oh, he's a Leo. His birthday, like, his birthday is the day before mine. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. And then he's like, I'm turning 50. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, he's 10 years and one day older than me. And I get out of bed <laughs> and I get out of bed, you know, and uh, the gentleman friend was still up and I tell him this. And he's like, you, you got out of bed to tell me this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I, I take the Zodiac very seriously. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that makes sense. He's all just like, ah. anyway. Yeah, no, I saw that uh, the, his brother, Andrew, um, is now, they're opening up the school soon. And I think that's a horrible idea. I think that's a terrible idea. And it's- I it's mean, I agree with you that, because- Oh, it's just like, it's, they're gonna open it like, cause New York state schools open later than say like Georgia and, and other states that are open now. Like it won't be till after Labor Day, but by the time we get to Labor Day, 
will we have another like beginning as beginnings of another spike? And then if we do, how long will that last before we have to shut everything back down again? Why put teachers, children, parents, everybody into this panic of like uncertainty instead of just having it be a unified, keep it closed. And, you know, hell, like work with PBS or something to be like, we're gonna have educational TV and have like, you know, math from 10 to 11, social studies from, uh, you know, I mean, everything's digitalized. You could just have like, you know, on your on cable TV or whatever. So it's unified yeah. and cohesive. Um, and it sounds yeah. like they aren't doing the investment in the protective systems that they could be, right? Like having every school with a mass funding for protective yeah. equipment and masks and having, you know, mask, uh, what do they call them? Like people who enforce the rules in the schools, you know, making sure everybody's wow. wearing a mask all the time. Uh, and it also sounds like some of it I was reading, they're like, well, they wanted to wear masks at lunch, but they have to wear masks in the classroom. And it's like, well, okay. I mean, I also like to sit at a table and eat without a mask on, but like, these are like hundreds of kids around each kids. other. So them sitting in a cafeteria, isn't it going to spread disease at that moment? Like, uh, even if Possibly. they're in the classroom, it's like, yeah. it, feels, it feels one of my favorite phases. It feels very unscientific to think that uh, <laughs> that they're yeah, following a process, you know? And just, and obviously everything, because everything at all levels of everything is just completely inept and no one really knows. Like that's the, the secret of life is once you realize that nobody knows what they're doing, everybody's winging it. And the people who do know what they're doing are often not listened to. So yeah. it, it's going to be an absolute, shit show and I, I I you know as a woman of a certain age where my whole life was always like oh well, maybe I'll have kids sometime I don't know and now I'm like I guess I'm not but I think I'm really these past couple of days being like thank god I don't because if I had to be dealing with this right now I don't know what I'd do it's just it's so yeah my sister is going through a real hard decision because she's really worried you know um, yeah. she's in Elkhart Indiana which apparently had a lot of cases um, and you know Indiana in itself is very low apparently on infection rates but you know she's still just like you know how do I keep my family safe and there doesn't right. seem to be an answer for her you know yeah it is tough yeah. well uh, I have to admit that I didn't charge my computer and I've lost track of the time. But I think we're getting close to time. I think we're at time. I, I, think, I think we're at time. <laughs> Jesus says 26. Okay, okay, four more yeah. minutes, four more minutes. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, I'm always wrong in all my predictions, but what if this is the true transformation to a digital world and by that meaning 90% of all businesses are human separated and we all work in our little boxes of our homes and we never leave and everything's nice. delivered and a small segment of our society has to interact with people and that's customer service and delivery people and no one else ever again oh my that is what if that's that the future i mean how do you even make friends 
I know. Yeah, how do you make I, oh, Everything was becoming so separated and distanced as it was already. I mean, that's why we do we, we did improv, right? So we could actually like interact yeah. with people as adults. Like, I, w- I don't know. I wouldn't it's know like, half the people I know without doing no. that. No. Because it's like my life was just being like, I go to work, I come home. Ugh. I don't like this. <laughs> and now you won't even leave your home to go to work. You know? Yeah, and if you can't leave your home to go to work, then what's the point? And then if, oh my God, you can't interact. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe this is what Bill Gates wanted all along. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Hold on. Uh oh. What are you showing us? Ah! Ah, no! I want to talk about trickle-down economics since no! y'all were talking about my plan earlier in your program. Get out of here, you freaking ah. neoconservative monster. You ruined this country. How I, dare you? I, I thought you were dead. The, I know. I live here, <laughs> and I keep Adrian awake at night. And we, okay. Just talking to her about Reaganomics? Wow, Adrian, no wonder you're up all night. I am so sorry for you. Just say no. (laughs) Just say no. Oh, my God. Did you see him? He's such a I saw him. How did he get in? How long has this been going on? Tim let him in. I don't know. Tim? Tim's a Reagan knight? No, but he just did it to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, I should let you go and, and try to get that ghost out of your house. I will. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, I've been Zach Summerfield. Nah. I've been Adrian Sexton, and I've no. been Hunter Reagan. <laughs> and this has been this left, left, and and correct. Correct. <laughs>